You're listening to the On Call Show. All right, guys, we are back and, and I am super excited for my next guest. Her name is Wendy Maslin. She helps creatives, empaths, artists, and a lot of different people from around the world overcome trauma. She is an emotional healer and she's very good at what she does. And that's why it's an honor to have you here to Wendy. How are you doing today? Thank you. It's so nice to be here. Absolutely. And this is uh, new to you. Like this is your first podcast. I'm so uh, like happy yeah. that I yeah, yeah. I get it's to so have fun. you on my first one. So <laughs> um, you're, you're right now in Australia, correct? Yeah, correct. I'm in Melbourne, in Victoria. Okay, yeah. beautiful place. Yeah. I love that area. How long have you been there? Uh, so I've been in Melbourne about 10 years now. Mm-hmm. And I originally grew up in a country town on a farm um, mm-hmm. in central New South Wales, which is very rural. It's about yeah. five and a half hours west of Sydney and about eight hours or six, six to eight hours, depending on how fast you drive Yeah, um, from Melbourne. Yeah. So that's awesome. Um, yeah. So what kind of caught my attention? I mean, I was obviously looking through all of your social media feeds and a lot of your videos and the stuff that you have like spoke to me. And one of them was like releasing emotional, um, like emotional stuff in the body And, you know, uh, a lot of the work that you do, especially right now with so much going on politically, um, I think it's going around in the whole world, but you've actually faced it firsthand. But at least what I'm going through, I mean, as far as the pandemic and everything around the world, it seems like there's a lot of people on edge where we're kind of absorbing as empaths, I should say, we're absorbing some of that energy. So I wanted to kind of ask you what you thought about it and how do you make sense of, of this historic time that we're going through? Definitely. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's been such an amazing learning experience for me in terms Mm -hmm. of how I can help other people. Um, Obviously here in Melbourne, um, we're still under lockdown. Um, The lockdown has been going on for, um, you know, over a year and a half now. So under some really uh, strict conditions, um, you know, I, we're still not allowed to go further than five kilometres uh, from <laughs> the home. So basically what's happening is it's it's amplifying a lot of our deeper beliefs and a lot of suppressed emotion, mm-hmm. um, particularly for me that was, that was already there. And right. so often when with any of our challenges that that come up, um, in our present day life, often it's a pattern that's been created from much earlier times that we're we're still moving through that hasn't we haven't mm-hmm. finished completing yet, we haven't finished growing from yet. And mm-hmm. so, you know, often these patterns or beliefs we pick up earlier in life. And a lot of the people that I work with, you know, it's a lot of relationship stuff, a lot of career blockages. Right. But it's it's interesting because you know my my actual program that I offer is called the Freedom Code, which was yeah something- I saw that, <laughs> which is funny because it was yeah. you know I uh, I didn't uh, choose that name in the beginning because of a yeah. lockdown, but it's just interesting that now I'm actually helping a lot of people through yeah. some of the challenges that are coming up and yeah. and yeah. being triggered by lockdown, and so how how I see it playing out is is that 
the lockdown is triggering any deeper wounding that we've had that hasn't mm-hmm. been resolved mm-hmm. from the past around feeling trapped, feeling sure. suppressed, sure. Uh, feeling like, you know, it's not safe to speak up, it's not safe to stand out mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and say how you really feel. Uh, it's, it's really triggering mm-hmm. those. And I know mm-hmm. particularly for me, uh, in terms of how I've able been able to move through and regain my sense of freedom in this particular situation was actually going back to these earlier memories of times where, you know, I, I did have this, this suppressed emotion of actually feeling trapped. A lot of people mm. don't realize that, you know, when we think of suppressed emotion, you know, we always think of like grief or sadness or anger, but this energy, this emotion of actually just feeling trapped and stuck yeah. from some earlier memories was actually still in my in my system mm-hmm. that needed to be released. And once I actually processed that mm-hmm. and addressed those original issues, then I was finally able to feel relief in the in the mm-hmm. current situation. And it all made sense. It yeah. all made sense. Yeah. Wow. And it's like exact like for like energy. Yeah. Yeah. And you can feel it. Like, I don't feel like it's over. Like, I mean, I know the pandemic started, you know, last year and it's like, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm like ready to, for it to be over. But I mean, a lot of the people that I coach and the clients and stuff like they're, they're still going and processing it. So there's two types. There's the people that are dealing with it and just like moving forward. And then there's the people that are like frozen, like, they're still like not sure which way to go. And, and so for those people that are listening on this podcast, um, this is one of the reasons why I brought Wendy on. She's really an expert in this area. So I want to just start out by asking you, like, how important is it to release these emotions and um, from our body just so we can start on like a path of, you know, something new? Because a lot of people are trapped right now that are actually yeah. listening. Yeah. So firstly, I'd be, I'd be asking yourself, like, what are some of these beliefs or thoughts that are coming up? And so one of the most common one would be this feeling that it's not safe to speak my truth. Mm-hmm. So this is obviously a limiting belief that I identify in a lot of clients that comes up with uh, relationship challenges, career challenges, any relationship challenges, even family challenges, is this a feeling, this limiting belief that, you know, it's not safe to speak my truth. Um, you know, if, if I speak up, I'll be rejected or, you know, cast aside or, or something like that. Yeah. So looking, asking yourself, like, what is this situation bringing up for me? And mm-hmm. it could be like, it could bring up this fear. It's like I, I fear I'm going to miss out on life. That's yeah. definitely really common amongst, you know, myself. That was for me and, and a lot of my girlfriends as well. Yeah. So identifying be willing to ask yourself what are some of the negative thoughts that are coming up observing them because often those mm-hmm. negative thoughts that are coming up are actually a limiting belief that's ready to be released yeah and noticing what's the pattern because the same limiting beliefs that will be being amplified right now if mm-hmm. you're under lockdown on really challenging circumstances it's going to be those same limiting beliefs will apply to all other areas of your life generally without, without realizing it. Right. So when you release one belief that affects one area of our life, it tends to affect, it has a ripple effect and yeah. helps all other areas as well. Yeah. So the situation that we're under at the moment 
is just a really unique experience looking at it from a different angle because most mm-hmm. people are motivated to change by, you know, relationship challenges. They don't want to get a divorce, so then they seek help. Yeah. Or you know, they can't find someone, so then they, then they seek help. Or they yeah. really want money, so then they seek help. But it's almost like we don't, um, the current situation at the moment, the current consciousness, if you like, is actually forcing people in a way to address their circumstances and those beliefs that are coming up that they never thought that they had before. Yeah. Right. And, and that's the bulk of, uh, I guess a lot of the people that I've spoke to is, you know, it, it affects every aspect of their lives. I mean, it, once, once you have this negative energy, especially the empaths and the highly sensitive people that are tuning in, um, maybe they've been through like a, a narcissist uh, abuse, you know, um, relationship. So for them to start dating and having a, re- you know, like some sort of relationship, that's a challenge. And until they actually deal with it and do the work and look inside to put themselves first, because they think like, I mean, what I hear a lot is like, okay, once I get back in a relationship, I'll fall right back how I used to be. And right when they start getting into a relationship, then it's like, they go back to the same patterns over and over again. So I, I want to just pick your brain on that. So, I mean, it, let's say someone's listening right now and they've been through like some sort of traumatic experience with abuse or somebody that, uh, maybe long time ago, a parent, uh, you know, family member, whoever, how do they move on now? Like, how can they release their, uh, energy. And that's some of the stuff that you do with your clients. So I'm just wondering what, if you can walk me through the steps of what you personally do. So the biggest thing to understand is the importance of feeling and releasing the emotions in the mm-hmm. body, because emotions are a vibration and, mm-hmm. and like attracts like. So a lot of people, um, what they don't realize is that when like attracts like, in terms of the people and the situations that we attract into our lives, often it's it's unconscious, like suppressed emotion in our bodies. And when we release that emotion, when we finally feel, have the courage to actually feel that emotion and then release it, mm-hmm. that's when that vibration releases. And that's also mm-hmm. when the limiting belief around it releases as well which is what right. I what I want people do and so I always like to give the example of say for example if you're in you know at school when you're younger and someone you know this this happens to almost everyone I, I feel it's like you were four or five years old mm. <laughs> and you know someone says to you like I don't want to play with you today <laughs> and, uh, I actually have a good I had to work through this one I have a good <laughs> But they're like, I don't want to play with you today. And and in that moment, you either would have felt the emotion of, you know, sadness, rejection, yeah. um, felt grief. You could have, you know, you could have felt hungry. Mm-hmm. Um, people feel sadness. And so often we we're not encouraged to actually feel emotion. There's this perception that uh or belief that again, that's another limiting belief that once yeah. you start feeling emotion, you won't be able to stop. Yeah. And so because we're, we're taught not to feel, right. basically it gets, it gets stuck in our systems. It gets stuck in mm-hmm. our bodies when we, when we push it down. Yeah. 
And so, and often it's, it's a normal human reaction. You know, people are like, Hey, we've got to get back to school or someone's like, Hey, come over here. (laughs) We're not encouraged to finish feeling. And so that happens, whatever thought you're thinking at the time, combined with whatever emotion you are feeling basically creates the belief. The emotion will Mm -hmm. basically implement that belief in place. Right. Um, Yeah. I mean, belief is so I mean, it's like so strong. I mean, if you believe, and it's not easy for people, like you said, like if they had a bad experience on a playground or through a relationship, you don't trust as much. It just seems like, I mean, what I hear is like, I'm broken. I'm never going to be the same. Uh, My life's over. And, you know, I have some, I had one person, I mean, she, she's a single mother and she has like a bunch of uh, children that she takes care of and she just totally um just kind of gave up on life just because of her last couple relationship because she keeps attracting the narcissist and it's like she knows she's an empath and we're working together to really break down like what what's going on internally let's let's look at the root cause and why you keep going back to these types of people you know why you attracted it and we found out it came from her father and so it and that was like an aha moment because putting that two together it's like that's what i'm looking for i'm looking for acceptance guidance that i never got as a child so i would say 90% of the people that i spoke to it starts from childhood and that stuff is programmed in their head. And it's, yeah. I mean, it can be unlearned, but it, it takes time. I mean, that's the only way in the work. Well, the, the, the fastest way to accelerate that is be willing to feel mm-hmm. the emotions behind that situation mm-hmm. and locating where is this emotion sitting in my body? Yeah. That, you know, example of your client, it's like, how did she feel about mm-hmm. her you know, where is that emotion in her body? Is it, you know, is she holding grief? Is it in her chest? Is she right. holding is she holding anger in her throat? Yeah. And getting her to be to feel safe to finish feeling that. Because yeah. sometimes when we do um any type of you know emotional release, we might mm-hmm. only get we might have a bit of a cry. Yeah. Sometimes we can be crying from our head and it might only mm-hmm. be releasing say 20 or 30 percent of that emotion. Yeah. And we, we want to release it all the way. Yeah. We, want to, we want to feel all of that. Yeah. That's what how, I, yeah. I mean, what I found very interesting, and I'm sure you can relate with this with your clients, is um, a lot of people, they say like they have physical issues, like this woman had migraines. And mm. it would only, it would like something would happen, like her back would hurt or she would get a migraine around certain people. And that's what I would say is like, okay, you, now we're onto something. You need to learn how to protect yourself, build a shield. And, uh, you know, sometimes grounding works for some people, sometimes journaling, sometimes just getting six feet away from this person. But what's your take on that? Like, I mean, I know I've experienced this where I've been around certain negative people and then I start feeling sick, like from my stomach. I'm like, what is going on? And your body never lies. Exactly. So the <laughs> Is actually release feeling that emotion in your body. And I'll tell you a story. And this, I know a lot of people relate to this, but yeah. a few years ago when I was working in a really high pressure uh, corporate environment, I had the worst headaches. Like I was getting such bad headaches mm-hmm. to the point where I was actually starting to lose my memory. Oh my gosh. Um, 
that bad. It went on for quite a long time. Um, I know my performance at work was suffering and I didn't really, at this point in time, I, there was a part of me, I'd already done a lot of emotional release work in my body, but I just couldn't crack this particular, um, (laughs) this particular issue. And so cut a long story short, it was actually stored anger that was in my, (laughs) yes. And it was, there was this belief that, you know, it's not safe it's not safe mm-hmm. to express anger. And that's something that I help right. a lot of my clients do is feel safe. So when I was finally able to actually release and feel the anger, so a lot of people have a, a belief that we need to, if we're angry, that we need to actually, you know, spray that anger on someone or like <laughs> beat them or something or, you know, get a baseball bat, but you can actually just feeling that anger in your body so for me it was a matter of anchoring that anger feeling it all in my head in my my neck and then it actually released and so and then you know within three sessions of doing that my memory had returned and so Mm -hmm. I always like to describe the mechanics of that because people don't realize how easy it can be when you're actually willing to feel your emotions sure feel them in your physical body so you know you could cry for three hours from your head (laughs) when you're thinking about the emotion Mm -hmm. but as soon as you actually come down into your Mm -hmm. body feel where that emotion is actually located and feel it there Um, and obviously you know, this is what I help people do is basically keep them anchored down in their body so that they can mm-hmm. finish feeling that emotion. Because sometimes we can we can speak, speak, excessive speaking can be a form of disassociation from yeah. the actually feeling the emotion. Sometimes we want to talk it out. We could talk for hours and hours about from a place of sadness, but sometimes we actually just need to just sit in that sadness. Yeah. And it doesn't need to take long. Yeah. Yeah. And whoever's listening, I mean, showing your emotions is not, I mean, it's not weak because I know a lot of people um, through the recovery process, they've made so many leaps and bounds just from crying uh, because it releases so much, like even anger, like it just releases and cleanse you. So I know like sometimes, I mean, especially for men, it's like, dude, don't cry. Like you're, you know, in front of people, because a lot of men that could be listening to this as well. It's like, we hide our emotions. And if like, especially with our spouse or, um, you know, if you're with a female in a relationship, it's not, it's not accepted. It's not uh, manly to, to show emotion where I say like to all my clients, men and women, you know, fuck that. Just, you can cry and be with the person who really gets you because there's only going to be a handful of people that get you. And when I speak to someone, I know right away as an empath, like, okay, we're on the same wavelength. I mean, I don't know if you remember when I first uh, zoomed with you, it was like, I just, there was like a few words that you said, and I knew you were on the same wavelength as me and I'm, and you're, and we understand each other because we've kind of went through similar things growing up, but but it's, we've learned from it. And now like you're giving back and you're helping so many people and changing the world. And I think that's Mm -hmm. awesome. And so, but with that said, I just want to like switch gears here real quick. Um, You, you talk about twin flames and this is something that I haven't really 
you know, had anyone talk about in all of my episodes. And I hear that quite a lot. And you seem to know a lot about that. Can you yeah. share that with our audience uh, real quick? And yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, with, with twin flames, I mean, there, there's so much information out there yeah. and for a lot of people, it can be really overwhelming, but I, I will, I will share my perspective and my take on it and how I've, I've been able to help people through that. Mm-hmm. And so with, with the twin flame dynamic, generally it's a relationship situation where you have such strong, uh, mirroring, uh, trauma bonds that, you, you, it's not necessarily a relationship or a dynamic that you can just break up and escape from. Yeah. So not a twin flame, you know, I call it a dynamic, not a relationship because often, you know, you can be in a separated situation. You could be in separate countries. Um, often one can be married to someone else, but there's just this overwhelming strong attraction that mm-hmm. uh, you can't explain. It might make no logical sense but you keep being drawn back to that person. Yeah. Even if they're not good for you, is that? Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) This, this interests me. I can talk about this all day, but no one's really, you know, covered this topic. I mean, trauma bond, um, all that stuff. It's like, it behooves me to see people keep going back to the same person that's hurting them and they can't see it, even though their friends are like, dude, what are you doing? Like this person is treating you like crap, you know, and they can't see it and it takes time. And then obviously like something along the lines of it would take something horrendous to happen for them yeah. to finally let go. But yeah, yeah. so it's, it's crazy. So it's in a twin flame situation. What I help people do is, is to feel safe acknowledging that craziness because a lot yeah. of time people will say, oh, just, you know, cut them off and move on or, you know, oh, or or they'll be often judged by their friends and family for staying in that or or staying connected to that person. And and sometimes that's the worst thing you can do to someone in a twin flame relationship. Mm -hmm. With a twin flame relationship, you need to stick to the path. You need to stick to the course. Mm -hmm. And I basically with myself and with my clients, I was like, all right, I'm not going to try and like cut this off and move on. I'm going to stick to it. I'm going to notice mm-hmm. one of these triggers that are coming up. So with a twin flame, but, but, and, and this is the same with any, you know, trauma bonded relationship, right. two of you both share the exact same limiting beliefs and suppressed emotion. Mm-hmm. And that, that's really important to realize. And so for yourself, when you actually release your own suppressed emotion and your own limiting beliefs, because like attracts like, you'll stop attracting that particular person or in, a, in the context of a twin flame, you'll stop having that addictive pull to them mm-hmm. or that strong attachment where you can't let go. And so often these beliefs, as often their subconscious beliefs will be things, you know, like I'm not good enough. Again, like it's not safe to speak up. It's not safe to speak my truth. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll always be abandoned. Yeah. These are some of the beliefs. So what it's important to realize that even though the other person might be behaving completely different to you, mm-hmm. you share, you still share the same beliefs. So mm-hmm. often what I see is, is it usually often, you know, a healer. Yeah. <laughs> it's not uncommon for, the, you know, one person to be the compassionate, empathic, healing type and the other right. person, um, they could be displaying narcissistic, you know, mm-hmm. behaviour 
or really extreme behavior. And so often p- people trip themselves up because they're kind of like, well, I'm not like that person. How do, if like attracts like, right. you know, I'm nothing like that person. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say the same things. And it's like, you won't behave the same, but you both share the same limiting beliefs and the same, the same suppressed emotion. Yeah. And so you know, one of you might have a severe um, addiction or, you know, there could be a really severe drug addiction, mm-hmm. but, you know, you as the, as the empath, you might be doing all this work on yourself. Mm-hmm. It just means you share the same pain. It's just mm-hmm. that one of you needing to do the work. The other one is dealing it with it. With it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so to bring that power back to you is be like, okay, well, all I need to do to, for this person to release this addictive hold, this constant pull that I can't let go, in order to release that, I just need to feel where mm-hmm. my suppressed emotion is in my body and, and release those limiting beliefs at the yeah. same time. And vibrationally, that right. what will happen is either that person will phase out of your life right. or it'll create space for them to actually come back in in a harmonious way. And yeah. when you release that suppressed emotion, it also creates space for them to heal and release sure. it as well. Yeah. Very well said. Very well said. And so just wrapping up here, what I want to do is I want to give you the last word because I'm sure there's someone out there who listened to this podcast and they're, you know, they're in a place where they might be going through, you know, trapped emotions where it's in their body, or um, maybe they've been through a bad relationship and Every day, it's like they're reminded of it in some way, shape, or form where it affects them, not just physically, but mentally. I mean, you're very good at what you do. And I, you know, I looked at your Instagram feed, and a lot of the stuff that you talk about is releasing um, those emotions. So, what can you say to somebody that's listening right now that as soon as they're done listening with this podcast, they can start maybe? using some of these methods obviously you guys this is not medical advice um so definitely see a physician you know if you're looking for medical advice but this is just uh our conversation uh between us so could you like kind of tell us like what you normally do with your clients yeah so basically what i do is i'm I'm helping them basically anchor themselves into their body um, which is a combination of different things, but it's basically, it's called self-directed healing, but mm-hmm. it's basically timeline therapy, combination of, of breathwork, timeline therapy, and inner child therapy. Mm-hmm. It works on all levels. So we're talking emotional, mental, physical, spiritual. We're hitting at it from all angles. So sure. most people, when they seek any type of therapy, predominantly it's done on a mental basis. And what oh, I do right. is predominantly on the emotional basis in order to get the the mental relief mm-hmm. and so the first thing that I would say to people is firstly you have to be willing to feel mm-hmm. in order to shift that emotion shift that suppressed emotion because th- the other thing that is is really important that I need to mention is that a lot of people are afraid to feel their emotions because they're scared that they're going to manifest them in future Yes. <laughs> I used to be, but I think a lot yeah. of people that are listening, um, that's yeah. one of their biggest fears, the future. And that's what causes anxiety. 
Yeah, but what, what you need to know is that if you've got suppressed emotion, you're creating from that space. So if you're yeah. holding suppressed emotion of you know, grief or fear in your body, you're still creating. You're just not consciously aware of it. Yeah. And so in order to get the results you need to actually move past, we don't want to try and create a positive, you know, you can still create a positive vibration with your, you know, affirmations and meditation, but what's going to really get you the results and get you the shift that you need and finally break out of those cycles is actually shifting those heavier, you know, yeah. emotions that are stuck in your body yeah. um, so that your natural, your vibration will naturally rise up. Yeah. Um, effortlessly so that that's the first thing is just be have the courage don't don't worry that if when you start <laughs> feeling your emotion that you're going to manifest them and just be be, <laughs> be willing to feel that's the thing yeah. that you know and I work through with a lot of my clients as well yeah. is the fear of feeling it's yeah like, even though you're an empath you know I, I know we I, always I, feel everything <laughs> in more intensely than normal like regular people we're just yeah. we have a lot more emotion Exactly. So it's just, it's just being willing to feel yeah. and, and moving through that, that fear of feeling all the, you know, often that's a whole other, you know, kettle of fish is like, what happens when I feel? And, and that's it was scary thing. to pull that up. I mean, I don't know if you heard of EDMR. Um, I had a EDMR specialist on one of my episodes, but when they pull stuff out of people, I mean, they are screaming, bawling, and it needs to be taken out. Like, it's like ingrained in our bodies. And that's just one way. I mean, but what you're describing seems like, you know, very interesting. Like, <laughs> yeah. And it, and it doesn't, I think the biggest thing is, is getting, building your confidence. Feel. Mm -hmm. And so often when people have that first session and, you know, we, br we bring up that sadness and you feel it actually dissipate and, yeah. you know, at the of the session you feel fine and you, you're not you haven't fallen in a heap yeah <laughs> it's like okay we start small it's like let's release a bit of you know feel what it feels like to have the courage to feel that emotion feel it it dissipates because you've anchored it properly in your body and then it's like oh and then we go deeper so it's like next time it's like all right so now we we can go into some release right. other deeper emotions that are trapped right. there and so I mean obviously every situation every yeah client is different right yeah. and I just want to point out to all of you guys that's listening this I mean everyone heals differently there's no you know it's going to take this amount of time if you do this it it's all depends on the person and there is not a race you know your healing process is your own so if you go to somebody and they're guaranteeing like you're going to be you know 100 percent yeah. run because it yeah. isn't like that. A healing is, for me at least, it's a lifelong journey. I have to keep doing things. And I know I have to do it for the rest of my life. And I tell that to my clients is you better be willing to do these things because once you stop, you're going to start slipping back slowly and re relapse unless you keep doing the work, which might be for someone like talking to a friend, seeing a great person like you to help them or, you know, just going out and grounding yourself. There's so many ways and it might be a combination of things, but don't put a time limit on it. And healing is something that's personal. Yeah, exactly. And, and it's, 
it's a great point and there's a lot of people particularly um actually it's interesting I had a client the other day say oh don't you get confronted by you know the amount of how fragile you know human life is and the, the things that come up and the important thing to know is is that this whole process of life you know it's it's all you know we are evolving yeah you know we're always going to be in a place of it, it's important to know that it's a place of expansion right so if we want to actually grow and expand then yeah we have to confront yeah. some of these emotions and some of these thoughts yeah. some of these difficulties but when you've got the right tools then that becomes mm-hmm. a lot easier yeah, yeah you, you got to be able to trust whoever's helping you and you know, let them guide you, but you're going to have to go through that door, whatever you're feeling, whether you're trapped in this pandemic and you feel like lost, or, you know, you're at a point where you ready, you're ready to heal, but you just don't know which direction to go. And so that leads me to ask you, how can we find you? Because I mean, I think the world needs to know who you are and where we can find you. You do amazing work. And, you know, it was an honor for you to be on my podcast today. Yeah, thank you. So it's um, you can go to my website, which is uh, wendymaslin.com. That's W-E-N-D-Y Maslin, M-A-S-L-I-N.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm on Instagram at wendy.maslin and Facebook, I believe, is it's Wendy Maslin, but I believe the actual search bar is Wendy Maslin Healing. Okay. Yeah. Guys, check her out. I was impressed. So <laughs> I... I I pick every person very carefully and like, I'm just honored. This was your first podcast and um, I'd love to have you back and, you know, have a discussion with other people and, and just talk about more about this. Cause I can talk about all this all day long. And I know you can, cause you definitely have a passion for what you do. I can tell. Love it. Yeah. And it's, it's, you know, and a lot of people ask me all the time, they're like, do you have to get drained doing this? And I'm like, oh, I, I love it. Like it is yeah. just my joy to actually, you know, help people gain confidence. Yeah. It doesn't need to be this everything. Yeah. One thing I tell people, like as far as draining and stuff, if you love what you do and and you're giving back, um, it doesn't feel like you're working. And that's how I feel with my clients. It's like, I, I love, you know, helping them. And I'm like, I don't get really drained. I get more motivated because I see the progression. I see somebody change their lives right in front of me. Like, that's empowering. Like, how could you be drained from that? So exactly, exactly. (laughs) So with that said, guys, thanks again for being on my podcast and hopefully we'll have you back in the future. Thank you. Good luck with your move too. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) All right, guys, that does it for this episode. Share this episode with somebody if you know this you think they can um they're going through a hard time. Definitely reach out to me or Wendy. Um, we're always here for you guys and always keep moving forward. Thanks again for being loyal uh listeners and stay tuned for the next episode. And we are out. You're listening to the on call and